<laughs> where you live, where you work, is it inspiring you? Is it an environment that's inspiring you to achieve your goals? Uh, this is a really special trophy that my husband has just won for being a world champion in weaponry. <laughs> yes, he's a martial artist. And uh, this is obviously in our home. I'm in, the, I'm in the kitchen in our home. And I'm asking the very personal question because every single day, people share with me some of the stuff about their life that they don't like. It's either they don't like that they're not healthy, fit and strong. They don't like their career or business or job that they're in. Uh, they don't like where they live. They don't like the people that they live with. They don't like their financial situation. And of course, the entire MAX program uh, from the MAX International Colleges is designed to make sure that you, me, all of us, have those four areas of our life absolutely sorted. So we're healthy, fit and strong. We know how to stay that way for the rest of our lives and we can help other people to do that, whether it's our family, our friends or our clients. That we have a career or business that we love that we are financially free and we can live in a place that inspires us to achieve our goals. And one of the other things I always talk about is do you have the, the music in you? If you do, then you've got to sing. If you've got the music in you, you can, you should and you must sing. Uh, life is too short or too long. And I always use both of those examples. Uh, life can be really short as we know. We don't know how long we've got and the only thing we do know is we're all going to die. We just don't know when. So the question is, what am I going to do with the time from when I'm alive, when I'm born, which is a, the, one of the magnificent moments in, in life, obviously. It's an epic moment because we were born. Find out why you were born and then live your life because we don't know how long we've got. Uh, and then the reverse of life being short is it could be really long. And imagine living 80, 90, 100, 120 years uh, and you're doing something that you don't love to do. Imagine waking up, waking up every day, uh, five days a week, 48 weeks of the year, 50, 60, 70 years of your life, and you're stuck in some horrible job that you don't like. So are you healthy, fit, and strong? Do you have a career or business that you're really passionate about, that you love, so you wake up every day doing what you love? Is it creating financial security for you so that you can live in a place that inspires you and excites you so that when you look out the window every day, it's a, wow, I love living here. This is the great, I want to live here. I love living here. Uh, and then the people that you live with, the people that you invest time with, the people that are inspiring you, or uh, are there people in your life who are not inspiring you? They're not holding you accountable. They're not excited about the things that you do. So that's what the MAX program is all about. But isn't that what life's all about? Imagine if you live your life where you are healthy, fit and strong. You have a career or business that you're passionate about. Uh, you are financially free, so money's not controlling your life, and you have great people in your life. So how do you do that, and how do you make sure that every single day you are focusing on all of those things? So what did I do today to make sure that I'm healthy, fit, and strong, and I'm getting healthier, fit, and stronger every single day? What did I do today to get better at my business, better at my career? Do I need to change my job? Is it time right now? And depending on what time of the year it is, whether it's your birthday or Christmas or New Year, or it just could be a Wow Day Wednesday or a Magical Day Monday, is it time to look back and say, oh, I haven't enjoyed my job, I haven't enjoyed my life, I don't like the career that I'm in, I don't like the business that I'm doing, I really want to go into the future doing something that I'm really passionate about. And the interesting thing about that, people share with me, I can't have a business or I'm not good enough to be a doctor or I can't sing so I can't be a rock star or any of the things that we often 
uh, talk about is something I want to do and then we say, but I can't, but I can't, but I can't. Well, of course, if you say I can't, you'll never be able to do it. Is it how, how could that, how could we go against our own brain space? So instead of saying, I can't, if you really don't want to have the job or business that you've got now, or you've looked back and gone, oh, I hated my job or my boss or whatever, I have to do something different. Wouldn't it be a really, or could it be a really good opportunity to say, how can I? And doesn't matter what career path you talk about, choose, what business you want to go into. And even if it's something brand new that's never been done before. So number one, if it's been done before, of course, you can do it. It's just a matter of how. And then you ask that great question, how can I? If it's never been done before, obviously everything that's ever been achieved was once considered impossible. And um, I... (laughs) I share this every single day. When I started in the exercise profession, there's a few things that were impossible. Number one was personal training. It just didn't exist for a start. And even as people started to talk about, you know, getting paid to train somebody one-on-one, the entire, and I would call it an industry back then, it was just like, well, that's impossible. No one's ever going to have a personal trainer. No one's ever going to pay somebody to train them. Well, now it seems the opposite where people are saying there's too many personal trainers and you can't make any money from personal training. Well, isn't that interesting? Uh, I agree. There are probably too many average personal trainers. So don't be a personal trainer. Become a top-level exercise professional. Be a top-level personal exercise coach and do it differently to what everybody else is doing. Can you see how simple it is? Whatever somebody said is impossible becomes possible. Then it becomes normal. And then you have to do something different because it's been done already. So rather than it can't be done, how about how can I? So personal training was impossible. It was never going to happen. 24-hour gyms, that was a really interesting one. Uh, the concept was floated and it, it just it was laughed at. The entire, and I remember going to conferences, international fitness conferences, where the top people in the profession were saying, there's absolutely no way that 24-hour gyms are going to work. How can you not have something, like you can't just let people swipe themselves into a gym. You can't have a gym that's not manned 24 hours and it's too expensive to have it manned and people will draw on the walls and, and it was just, it can't happen. Well, now, again, like personal training, there's a 24-hour gym on every corner, and gyms that weren't 24-hour gyms have become 24-hour gyms because everybody else is doing it. It's become what was impossible becomes normal, then becomes average, and now it's like to be different, you're not going to be a 24-hour gym, you're going to be a boutique, five-star, high-service gym that isn't open 24 hours. It's like a really interesting process. Another thing that was impossible when I first started in the exercise profession, and particularly, I, I remember this very clearly, was boxing classes. Boxing was, for, or boxing itself was a sport for men. It was vicious and nasty and dirty. Uh, women would never do it, and it was never going to be popular. It was just for, for boxing gyms and, and, and for people that did boxing. I remember on my honeymoon with K-Man, because he, he's been a kick, you know, professional kickboxer and he's a, a, a world champion martial artist, and he suggested that a really cool way for me to exercise would be to do boxing. Uh, and I think we've been married 25 years now, and I remember that, that on our honeymoon I said, Ma, I'm not boxing, women don't box. Uh, he just said, well, give it a go. So I just started with just punching his hands. By the end of our honeymoon, I was punching thongs, um, rubber sandals. And by the time we got back from our honeymoon, he bought me a set of boxing gloves, which I still have and I box with every day. And boxing has not just become a normal part of exercise, but there are now 
personal training studios that just specialize in boxing. There's boxer size classes. There's boot camps that only do boxing. Women do boxing and it's awesome. And I'll use my mother as an example. Uh, when my mother was diagnosed with advanced osteoporosis, uh, we bought her some boxing gloves. She started boxing and she loved it. And if you've ever ever watched women who've never boxed before and then they start boxing, it's like this. It's almost, it's men, it seems that men have the ability to do aggressive sports and women have been we've held back a little bit from it. My mother absolutely loved it, 74 years of age. At 80, she had heart surgery. And the very first thing she said to the cardiologist when she came out of her heart surgery, she was in hospital. One of our um, max exercise professionals had bought her a new set of boxing gloves for when she came out of heart surgery. And the first question she asked the, the cardiovascular surgeon was, when can I start boxing again? You should have seen his face. He kind of stepped backwards and went, well, nobody's ever asked me that question before. I'm sharing that with you because boxing was considered impossible. The other one that really interesting when uh, Les Mills classes started, which was pre-choreographed classes with the same music, with the same exercise for six to eight weeks at a time. And people just said, no one's ever going to do that. That's impossible. And now Les Mills is one of the most popular group exercise programs, pre-choreographed programs worldwide. So somebody says to you, you can't do it. It's not possible. Why would you believe them? Everything that's ever been achieved was once considered impossible. So my question is, what do you want to do or what will you do every single day to make sure that you're healthy, fit and strong, to make sure that you don't get stuck in a lousy, stinking, rotten job that you don't like? Why would you work for a boss that you're not that you don't respect? Why would you sell a product or service that you're not proud of? Why, why would you do something for a short period of time or a long period of time that isn't going to add massive value to your life? What will be your gold medal? What will be your world championship trophy for your career path or your business? What do you need to do to make sure that every day you wake up striving for, <coughs> excuse me, Striving for your world championship, which for me, sport's a great thing, but to have a career or business that you're passionate about and be able to do that every day and become really good at it, wouldn't that be just a great way to live every day? Of course, the, the career that you love, the business that you're proud of, and financial freedom go together. Because if you're really good at something and if you're adding massive value to people's lives and if it's what you're passionate about, that's the sweet spot and that's going to give you financial freedom, of course. And if somebody tells you that's not possible, it's probably a good idea to do this. <laughs> uh, why would you listen to somebody who says that to you? There are just millions, literally millions of people in the world who were told, you can't, it's not possible, you're too tall, too short, too fat, too skinny, too old, too young, too inexperienced, too experienced, whatever it is. And they've gone and done it anyway because it's possible. If you decide that you're going to do it, of course it's going to be possible. Now, the really interesting thing when it comes to relationships, and I always ask this question, why would you have people in your life who disrespect you, who are not excited about your goals, people who are heading you in a direction that might not be heading you in your direction? And I always use the example of behavioral scientists who suggest that uh, it's a really, really good idea to invest time with people who are going to make you better. Uh, we're influenced by the people that we invest the most time with and or the people we waste time with. 
And if you've got people in your life who are holding you back or pulling you down or, or criticizing you or, or, or not giving you the respect that you deserve and vice versa, if you've got people in your life that you're not respecting, that you're not excited about them achieving their goals, if you're not um, holding them accountable to being successful and achieving and doing, then why would you have those people in your life? Uh, and it's a very, it's a confrontational question. It's a personal question. But I always ask the question because is it possible that the people that we have in our life, yes, have an influence over our life, but they can also add massive value to our life versus they can detract a massive amount of value from our life. So a really great question from a business point of view, from your career path, from the way you feel about your, your body physically and mentally, from the, the, the choices that you make about where you live and, and who you invest time with and where you go and what you achieve, the big question is, are all of those things choices? Uh, and if we choose how we're going to live our life, is it possible that it's going to be a much more exciting, interesting, happy life than if we have somebody else tell us how we should live? And I'm sure you've got people in your life, uh, and you might have even heard yourself say this, uh, if it wasn't for those people, I'd be doing this, or if it wasn't for my my shitty, terrible job, I'd be healthy, or if it wasn't for um, the, the people that treated me a certain way at a certain time in my life, I'd be a different person. Well, this again, the psychiatrists, psychologists, and behavioral scientists will suggest that if we're blaming other people, if we're justifying why we don't live a certain way, when we've got a choice on how we live our life, that we become very mentally weak, we become mentally unhealthy, even depressed and angry because we're not taking responsibility for our life. So that's my really important question. How do you want to live your life? Is where you live and what you do inspiring you to get bigger, better, stronger, tougher, wiser and have a better life? Is it keeping you average, the same, boring, ho-hum, ordinary or is it pulling you back and you're thinking my life is really crappy interestingly most people make change when things are really crappy uh, most people that where their life is average everything's okay they don't make too many changes and interestingly the people that are doing exceptionally well these world champions uh, I'm married to a world champion who uh, this is I think this trophy made it 29 times world champion uh, but on the goals board, it's 40 times because K-Man's worked out in his life that from the the time that he has to be able to compete right through Masters, uh, that he should be able to win in his lifetime 40 world championships, which is a pretty cool goal to have when you're nearly 60 years of age. So what you're doing and where you're going and who you invest time with, uh, are they all inspiring you to be your very best? Are they keeping you average or are they holding you back? And who's responsible for those choices? And if we take responsibility for our life, wouldn't we be the person who says, you'll see me waving from the top or dead on the side, but I'm not coming back, I'll do it or die. 